Welcome to The People's Show with Big Nazar and Randy Janda. Hey, what's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to The People's Show. Vic Nazar, Randy Janda, Josh Elliott Wolf, Ben Bassman running the show today, and you, the people, here on the People Show, 650-650 to the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. A smart alternative, visit Dunbar Lumber on Bridge Street in Ladner or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Randy Janda, what's going on? What's going on, Vic? Friday, feel good Friday, confession Friday. And we got one more thing, one more thing that we got to do before the week is up. Our final entry. That is right. The People Show Fantasy Football League. One team left. Who will it be? We'll announce that uh, later on in the show. Got plenty to get to today. You mentioned Confession Friday. We'll do that at 2.30. So you can get those submissions in. If you send them in early, A, we encourage you to do so. Get it out of the way. You'll hear it at 2.30. But we appreciate if you tag it with CF. Helps us uh, find it later on. Uh, but yeah, the the fastest growing segment in radio history. Fastest growing, most impactful, I would say, too. It's a lot. We, we try to make a, an impact in your day, in your weekend, especially a Labor Day long weekend. Well, that's right. You want to go into that weekend, folks, stress-free. Mm-hmm. Confess your sins on a Friday. Especially because uh, summer's ending, unofficially. Yep. It is. Come on. Like Labor Day weekend is kind of the the end of summer. Right? It gets real at that point, especially when you go to school yes. and college and all that. Like it was it was the end of summer. I, I will say the weather like how the weather works now, it feels like January is a big thing. So I've kind of been operating in the theory that July is now June, August is now July, September is now August. So we'll probably get good weather. Yes. But But like responsibilities for most people in culture, if you got kids or if you're a kid yourself. Life comes back pretty hard. Yes. So if you're a parent Kids go back to school. So really, I, I'm excited for next week's Confession Friday. Because that's going to be like the purge at the end of the summer. It's like, oh, hey, guys, coming back. Got to get all this stuff off yeah. my chest. That so, one will be, that one could be really interesting. The next two weeks but, especially, yeah. But also, big potential for today's. To, oh, yeah. To cleanse your mind before the long weekend. Before you make a mess this weekend somewhere. Before the chaos. I'm looking forward to it. I might have a confession myself. 650-650 into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, get those submissions in. Uh, and, yeah, we will announce our uh, fantasy football, our final entry. We've done it all. A lot of good deeds done. Helping out a lot of good people. we got some gelato thoughts as well. That's right. We announced yesterday. Shouts to our, our friends, Patty at Uno Gelato. He um, submitted a, an entry. That he wanted to get Bob Shanks. Mm-hmm. If you know the Canucks Autism Network, if you know... If you've been to a Canucks game, you, there's a chance you've seen Bob sure. Shanks on the Jumbotron. If you've been involved with the, the Canucks Pro-Am as well, Bob is always there. Bob is in as a result of Patty essentially saying, hey, get Bob in there and I will invite members of the People Show Fantasy Football League for a Gelato 101 class. I'm hyped. 60 to $70 value, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. He's inviting us for each in entrant. For each entrant. This is not yeah. a, a group for 60 bucks. No. I'm talking about each individual. It's great. That is coming towards the league. So Bob Shanks, 
Patty in Vancouver as well. You guys are in. Getting good deeds or do something for the, the, the people show, and uh, we'll see what the next one is. Uh, coming up later on in the day, we've had people donate blood, donations to animal shelters, donation to Canucks Place. Total of 1500 bucks in donations through three people as well. So hey. shouts to the people that are putting uh, their money to a great cause as well. Big shouts to the People's Show Citizens. Uh, Bick Nazar, Randy Janda. We'll finalize our little wager as well. United Arsenal getting set to oh, kick off on Sunday. Can't wait. I'm... Uh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit nervous about this. Not the match. I feel very good about the match. But, like, the wager. I'm more nervous about the wager than I am the match. Okay, I'm not nervous at all. I will be uh, tomorrow. But, yeah. okay. Match is on Sunday, is it? Is it on Sunday? I, I hope so. I mean, you know, I just played yesterday. That's true. That's true. It's on, on Sunday. It's a quick turnaround. I got a fantasy draft on Saturday evening. I don't know if I'll be able to get up, Vic. This is going to be a, be a tricky one. It's an early uh, riser uh, match? Yeah. Okay. So, you're... It's 8.30 a.m. That's not bad. No, you can do it. You're a little... You're getting a little nervous. I'm just, we kind of talked about it a bit, and I, I had a stipulation I wanted to pass by you. Okay. So the, the bet is essentially the loser wears the winning team's kit. Which is embarrassing, yes. Yes, and we'll do it on the stream if you're watching on Twitter. What's up right now? At Sportsnet650. Uh, but we're also going to change our fantasy football team names from in the, the People Show League. Yeah. To something that's related to the, the winning team. team. Yeah. I'll choose yours. You'll choose mine. That'll be the, the team name. And it will be, if I win, you better believe it's going to be Arsenal-related. Yeah. And if you win, it's going to be Manchester United-related. Yeah. So my, my, my stipulation, though, is if I make it to the finals, I want to be able to change my team name. Because I, I don't want to win anything with the Gunners as the thing. No, I don't want my name associated with that. I'll do it for the, the, the bet. But if, we get, if, if you get to the final... I give you clearance to change your team name to whatever you want. No, no, if no. If you no, want to change no. it to the Gunners, no, go right no, ahead. No, 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 no. If I make it to the finals, I want to change my team. I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with winning and Arsenal in any way, shape, or form. Vic, this is a bet. A bet's a bet. You live with that bet. Win or lose, I I don't agree with that. Let's take it to the people. Six fifty, six fifty. Vic's trying to throw in the stipulation that if the team makes it to the final, he can change his name. This is like I'm Nickel saying and you got to wear it. You got to wear it. This is a classic fantasy move to like nickel and dime. It's like, well, nah, I'll, give, I'll give you an eighth round pick if you give me a tenth and a twelfth. It's, it's, it's we're nickel and diming over draft picks right now. No, that that one for me is a no. But the people, let us know what you think about that. I think that's a cheap way out of a bet. I'm not, I'm not out of it. Like, well, you, I, we, but we, if you have success, you're trying to get out of it. We we have the basis of a deal, the framework of a deal. You know, you know, we're not running out of time here. We'll decide by the end of the show. Yeah, weigh in six fifty, six fifty. I don't like this. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, we'll, get like to, we'll get to wrong answers only here in just a bit as well. Uh, but first, let's start on the Vancouver Canucks. We got into a conversation yesterday. Uh, a lot of good traction into the inbox as well. People commenting online, at Vic Nazar, at Randy Janda as well on Twitter. We were talking about the, the, the top three lines with the down the middle, Pedersen, Horvat, Miller, however you want to rank it. And the conclusion that was very obvious, and we, we launched into this conversation with Nils Hoaglander, but... Real or not, like there is a Canucks forward surplus, we think. And Hoaglander was this big topic yesterday. People were fired up. And one of the things people critiqued us on was like, here you guys go, giving up on another 22-year-old player. And our point was, we weren't giving up. It's can you utilize that asset to go get another asset, a premium one, and a right-shot demon like Nils Lundqvist. Is that the best option if you're looking through this quote-unquote surplus to utilize someone like Nils Hoaglander? Well, I think the first question will be, 
how much of a surplus is there, right? Yeah. And the Which big, is a great point from Mike and Kelowna yesterday who texted in. For sure. And the biggest factor here is going to be Kuzmenko. This is truly a surplus. If Andre Kuzmenko comes into this lineup and show that he can shows that he can be a top nine forward. If he can fit with JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat in some capacity, if he can show that that vision that we saw in his passing in the KHL, where, yeah, in the KHL you get a little bit more room. You'd probably be a little bit more comfortable on that ice than the NHL. Does that translate to the NHL? That's, that's going to be the biggest factor of the surplus. So when I look at it and say, hey, yeah, on paper, it is there. It, that's going to be the biggest factor. Now, in terms of if there is a surplus, who it is, Bick, Niels Hoaglander, and we talked about this yesterday. He could be a part of a deal if you're trying to get a right shot defenseman mm-hmm. or if you're getting some sort of you know, decent asset that you're going to be able to use down the, down the road. But is he the best asset? Probably not. Is he the one that you'd try to move? Probably not. The guy that I think most Canucks fans would probably look at, and I'm, I agree with this, is an older player. It's Tanner Pearson. Mm-hmm. And even though he was so consistent last year, you know the age, you know the contract situation. And is he somebody that would, I think, be of interest to a team, a contender, kind of like we talked at the trade deadline last year? Of course. You take one more year off that contract, he should be valuable to somebody. But here's the issue. If this team is actually trying to make the playoffs, which it seems like they are, he's also valuable to this group. So in terms of who's the guy that you would move off of, I think in a normal year, you're probably looking at Tanner Pearson based on the age and based on the contract situation. So that's where I look. Because I don't know if Hoaglander makes sense because he feels like, where does he fit? I don't see that fit. But you're also going to probably trade him for nowhere near the value that you drafted him with. Well, I it, it, it's tough because I do feel like there is second round value to Nils Hoaglander. Okay, my worry is: Are you going to be able to showcase him? And showcase not even the right word. Is he going to be able to to put into situations to thrive to live up to that value? Because I would imagine there's some skepticism right now from across the league to say, okay, yeah, he's maybe worth, but I kind of want to see it because he got scratched last year. He was playing in a reduced role. I want to see it play out this season before I'm willing to jump in on the idea that, okay, we can go acquire someone like Nils Hoaglander. And I think that's the problem right now is the best version of Nils Hoaglander, probably worth a second rounder, if not more. But what's the likelihood we're going to see that? Not because of his own doing. Like, he can make a big jump here. But yeah. the reality is, what if Ilya Mikheyev is clearly positioned to be better than him? And what if Brock Besser is Brock Besser? And what if Connor Garland keeps getting 5-on-5 five five points? And what if Kuzmenko is good? Like, the situation around Niels Hoaglander might also improve, even if he takes a big step. And if he gets relegated to a fourth-line role, that's tough. And I know this is the thing that happened last... Uh, Yesterday on the show, mm. people said, well, he's better than Tanner Pearson. Yes, that's a fair comment. But is he better with whatever center Tanner Pearson might be playing with? And that's the tough reality. Who has Hoaglander probably played best with? I actually kind of think the the numbers might indicate Bo Horvat, to be honest. Yeah. But in terms of like when we were looking at even last year when he had moments. Yes. It felt like Pedersen was pretty yes. strong. Now, here's the question I have from Pe- Pedersen's perspective. 
Do you want to put Pedersen next to Hoaglander? No. No, you don't. That's the thing. That That is not maximizing what you have in Elias Pedersen. You want Pedersen either A, playing on a line with a Brock Besser or maybe a JT Miller, depending on what happens, or as to our conversation yesterday, you want him in that two-way line, which is something that is you can trust defensively, but also get points with, maybe with a Pod Colson or a Mikheyev. I don't see that fit with Niels Hoaglander. And the question that you have to ask is, where does he fit? So that's why I think you're talking about trades. He's he's going to be in that conversation. Just because... Just because I don't see that fit. Th- there's what makes sense for the team, and then there's what you can actually do. And Tanner Pearson makes the most sense for the team. It's 3.25, clear up that little money. There's that cap cushion conversation all over again. And then there's what can you actually do. 3.25 for another team in a flat cap world is kind of difficult. Yeah. And this is why I always cycle back to the same conversation of what direction do you actually want to go in then? Because 3.25 to clear up room, and we talk about increasing the overall capital of assets in the organization, fantastic. But you mentioned it earlier. This team kind of wants to compete. And why not in this specific division, which can be fluctuating? We talked about Vegas and their goaltending situation. L.A. continues to build. But you want to compete because you have Thatcher Demko in this good deal. You have Quinn Hughes emerging as to a, a, one of the premier defenders in the league. Elias Pettersson, if you see, get the back-end version of him. You're not really in this quote-unquote rebuild phase. So what makes sense for the team? And in doing that, if you're following that path, by the way, they just spent over $16 million on Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah. They're clearly intending to go forward rather than backwards. Tanner Pearson fits that mold. He does as long as the team is competitive. Yes. Preseason, I don't see a trade making sense for a Tanner Pearson. However, if you're at the deadline and you are not in that playoff spot, for whatever reason, things don't go well and the team is not in a playoff position, obviously all eyes would be on JT Miller. I think Tanner Pearson's name would pop up a lot mm-hmm. more too because you talk about that one year left. And if you're in a position where you're saying, hey, you're making the playoffs, you're happy. Because this guy can help you win. He's a depth piece. But if you're not in that position, you start considering, all right, do you start trading some players? And that's why I think the trade deadline and maybe salary retention potentially could add value to that. Look back to last year. It doesn't seem like the Canucks were all that pleased with some of the offers that did come for Tanner Pearson. There was interest, remember Mm -hmm. that. But the offers were not substantial. I don't think that changes. You're right. In a cap situation with every team doesn't, Every team that's trying to go for the playoffs doesn't have money to spend. They don't. You're not going to get that deal now. Trade deadline, that might change. So we talked Hoaglander. We talked Pearson. The one person we have not talked about, mm-hmm. you mentioned his name a few minutes ago, though. Connor Garland. I'm not a fan of trading Connor Garland because I love his game. However, if you trade a Tanner Pearson, you're probably getting some sort of draft pick back. We can all speculate whether it's the second round, a fourth round, whatever. We don't know. I'd shade much lower, but yeah. But around there, yeah. right? There's always been that that conversation. Niels Hoaglander, you're probably getting a similar type of prospect coming back unless you add a little something to get a better player. Connor Garland is a player that you could actually get something of substance and improve your team in the long term, potentially, but even here in the short term, depending on... What type of player are you looking for? Depending on what happens in Toronto with Erasmus Sandin. Like, it, if there's one player to look at and say, how do you improve your team and also stay in it? And As much as I, I hate the idea of trading Connor Garland, he's the only guy that does that on this roster. It's If you do the spectrum of this guy's the best asset and can get the biggest return, 
and this guy is the exciting piece like Niels Hoaglander. Miller is on one end. By the way, congratulations to the Miller family. Congrats, yeah. Uh, Breaking news on the morning show. (laughs) Jamie got roasted for that. As he should. Yeah. Uh, Big congratulations to them. But if you were to explore a Miller trade, it's more for pieces, right? If you did the the Hoaglander thing that we talked about yesterday, you're trying to swap out potential. That's all we're talking about. We're not looking for like a 30-year-old player or something like that. We're trying to swap out potential for more premium. Early 20s, yeah. And what's in the middle? A hockey trade. Connor Garland fits right in the middle of that hockey trade. Tanner Pearson is more the someone a contender is looking for some depth, get the warm body, reliable piece. Return's he, not going to be much. His return's not going to be much. Connor Garland fits somewhere in the middle where you can do the thing where you get a premium position, like we we're talking about with Nils Hoaglander, and you can do the thing where we we're talking about with Miller, where you're kind of building for the future, but you want a better age profile than the overall futures you would get for in a JT Miller trade. It fits somewhere square in the middle. But it goes to the conversation, what direction do you intend to go in? If this is about putting up points, if this is about being competitive, Connor Garland fills that need for you as a organization. The only reason that I would be a little worried about a Connor Garland deal, and as I mentioned, fan of the player, but Kuzmenko... Yeah, it's, it's it, same thing. Yeah. If he does not pan out... You're going to need Connor Garland. You're going to need somebody in that top six. Forget the top nine. You're going to need somebody in that top six. If Kuzmenko is a player and he's ready to go... And you're saying, okay, we really actually do have a redundancy here in Vancouver. Then it makes it easier to make that deal. And you can maybe address the back end with dangling a Connor Garland in season. But you have to have, you better be damn sure that A, Kuzmenko's a player. And B, is there an extension coming after that pick? That's another part of this, right? One of the best things about a Connor Garland right now is you've got team control. You've got him on a, a very friendly contract. So if you're making that move, you have to be sure of two things. That Kuzmenko is an NHL player. And B, that your relationship with Dan Milstein continues to be a good one. And you can find that extension down the road and sign him to a few years down the road as well. The real the real slogan you want? We are Gold Star. Yeah. That's Randeep's uh, slogan for the Canucks this year. We are Gold Star. Uh, what, three players now? Well, also, if they have success, they're going to be getting that Gold Star every night. Damn right. Gold Star. I big, wonder if I wonder if Dan Milstein has a second home in Vancouver now. <laughs> Is he renting? Uh, six fifty, six fifty. You can chime in uh, to the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, why are you guys so high on Besser? Goal total has dropped every year, and no heart. I might argue that uh, Brock Besser is all heart. I, I feel like we see the emotion from Brock Besser. Is that not fair? Emotion. Like if we're, if we're talking about heart. I, yeah. I kind of feel. Like, I think people associate heart with like plowing players through the glass and that tenacity for me it's are you engaged right and i think last year we can all write off brock besser we all understand why but the yep. year before was people questioning his heart I, I i question the overall upside but look he's sitting here with a six plus million dollar contract for the next three years he's the incumbent top line player that's that's the reality yeah in terms of the the heart and all that. Like, part of this is also optics. Brock's got a certain look to him where people think he's just chill. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's his style. Kind of the, the California surfer dude look to him. Like, no, he, he does care, right? Like, so part of this is optics. But when you talk about top six players, you have to be extremely careful, extremely careful on can you replace them. I don't think you can replace a Brock Besser at this point in this lineup. So that's why I don't consider that even a conversation. A year down the road could pop up. 
As of right now, I don't think that's a conversation. Vic Nazar, Randy Janda, it is the People Show. We do it every day. Uh, we try to do it every day. Wrong answers only. We talked about it a bit uh, there. The unofficial end of summer this weekend with Labor Day weekend. How will you be celebrating the unofficial end of summer? Wrong answers only, Randy Janda. 650, 650. Hit us up with your answers. Uh, celebration of summer, really. And for me, wrong answers only. How will you celebrate the unofficial end of summer this weekend? Oh, come on. Go over JT Miller trade scenarios. We're going to do exactly what we did all year long this weekend as well. No different, baby. Just going to sit there in my office and just formulate trade maps and, you know, all of that. Sound like me. Pouring over spreadsheets. Yeah, but you do it with Bo Horvath. My, 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 uh, my weekend's going to be uh, pouring, over, pouring over spreadsheets on the ferry in the cubicle. Just going back and forth. Just going back and forth, sitting in that... Uh, What's your preferred route? Is it Swartz Bay to... Uh, yeah. 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 And to Watson? I, I, I don't even know, because I, I don't see the outside, right? I just hang out in the cubicle, go punching away on the spreadsheets. I can imagine right now, a lady walks up to you. Sir, you have to get off the ferry. Uh, no. You've reached your destination. No, I haven't. Just let me ride. No one's going to sit in the cubicles. I'm not taking up any space. It's just fine. sitting there, crunching numbers, yeah. slamming triple O's. Yeah. Crushing it. Wrong answers only. 650, 650. How will you celebrate the unofficial end of the summer this weekend? Oh, we got this one. Marcus and Gibson's. Wrong answers only. I'm spending the last weekend of summer on the ferry in Bick's booth looking at the sixth round picks. <laughs> so there you go. Ahead of the on that one. Just hang out on the ferry and make sure you know what's going on. Uh, 650, 650. Oh, wait, no. This is a... Uh... A regular text. We got we got tapes. Yeah. Come with your wrong answers only. Uh, looking forward to some of these because man, it is it's one of those times of the year where you're kind of you're kind of like happy because it's an awesome weekend, but at the same time you're kind of sad. There's some anxiousness. Yes. But live it up. Live it up this weekend. Wrong answers only. Six fifty, six fifty. Uh Bick, go to the chief steward and get a return ticket while on board. You never have to leave the boat. So, okay, for real, I wasn't with uh, with you on the show when you admitted this, but you're like cubicle guy every time you're on the ferry? I've done, like, the outdoor lap, like, go to the deck and see the view. I've done that once. I'm like, okay, I've done it. Once? Yeah, like, I've done it. But okay. tra- traditionally, if I go on the ferry, I'll set up shop in the, uh, like, near the seating. They have, like, the office booth yeah, or the yeah. cubicles. I, I usually set up there. So nice. if there's, like, you know when they come on the PA and there's, like, hey, there's a whale, would you get up for that? Or would you just head well, down the cubicle? That's never happened to me. Vic's oh. like, I got, I got. I've this. never been on the ferry and they've come on the PA and they're like, "Hey, there's a whale." If it did that, happen, maybe I would. All right, hey, maybe I would. Or he just Google image search whale. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. But I have spent like one trip on the outside, and you enjoy the view because it's cool, right? I get it. But like, I've done it once. I don't need to always do it. I always go to my family reunion. Is always the first week of. NFL, so I'm usually coming back. My return ferry is usually Sunday. There's a bunch of games on. So yeah. my ferry trips are generally spent like in front of the TV, hoping that there's not a Seahawks game so that mm. they play other games. Well, you're right. heading to the island next week, is it not? Yes, but okay, I'll so be back Saturday night that time. But can you spend time in the cubicle and give us the experience? Mm, I'll try. Just, just have the big experience on one trip. <sighs> Do it. It sounds so bad, though. It's yeah. not. I'd also be with my family. You're a spreadsheet guy anyways. Yeah. Just just do it up. 
Uh, oh, yeah, plus you'll be with the family. That's different. <laughs> Excuse me. If I'm I have pe- to go spreadsheet it up. If I'm with people, I'll hang out with them in the cafeteria or whatever, the buffet, whatever it is. But if I'm alone on the ferry, I'm sitting by myself. Would you go to the cubicle and then, like, say, all right, guys, time for me to separate. I'm going to go hang on the cubicle again? No, I'll hang out with the family. Okay, all right. That's good to know. We got this one from Snoop the Dog. Wrong answers only. I'll be photoshopping rumored trade destinations jersey on, jerseys onto JT Miller and his son. Stop. Maybe even JT baby and the cup with the Avs jersey. I'm not even sure that's appropriate for a wrong answer. Come on. It's going to be photoshopping this weekend. It's cold, man. Snoop the Dog. That is cold. Oh, man. Uh, keep coming with the text. 65650. Uh, so I'll pull back the curtain here as we're getting ready for the show. We, we discussed a couple of things and topics, and we're like, all right, we'll do this, we'll do this. The thing that got us fired up the most on the other side, we'll get into it. It, it was not hockey-related, kind of sports-related, but not really. But th- it was a passionate debate in the bullpen about uh, something that we learned about yesterday, Russell Wilson's house. We, we had some takes about it, the four of us. We'll get into it on the other side. Uh, plus a lot more. We'll announce uh, the final spot for the fantasy football entry into the People Show Fantasy Football League all in the way here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. This is the People Show with Big Nazar and Randy Chanda. Welcome back to the show, Vic Nazar, Randy Janda, and you, the people, texting in to the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox, the smart alternative. Visit Dunbar Lumber on Bridge Street in Ladner or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. All right. So yesterday, Russell Wilson signs a big deal. And we started to find out some news other things go on in Russell Wilson's life, and a tweet went out, very viral, and it was the details of Russell Wilson's home, his Colorado mansion, $25 million, most expensive single-family home sold in Denver area history, 20,000 square feet, nine-car garage, game room, basketball court, theater, indoor pool, all this sort of stuff, and the... Bathroom bedroom situation is what got everyone worked up. The ratio. There is four bedrooms for this twenty thousand square foot home. Yeah. And twelve bathrooms. So it is a massive, massive home. And there's four bedrooms. So a three to one bedrooms to bathrooms ratio. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so we were discussing this. I I didn't even think it was like that hot topic. Yeah. But I kind of just like pitched it as a joke to you guys, the whole room. And I tell you what, we got fired up about this conversation. Okay. There was so much to unpack here. At first, that number seems crazy, right? Three to one. Mm-hmm. Here's where I think people are not paying attention. You mentioned indoor basketball court, nine car garage, game room, theater room, indoor pool. You know what all of those things need? This isn't my apartment, your house, Mm -hmm. apartments, basement suites, wherever. Like, this is a mansion. Every single one of those activities, Bic, need a bathroom. So, like, it looks crazy. 
I think it makes sense, though. I, I fear he's not planning ahead enough. Why? Like, what if the family grows and now he's only got four bedrooms? You, you, can, me? you can convert a game room to a bedroom, though. Yeah, but now you're... Then you're going to have no game room. Or you just build the house outwards into all yeah, the green space that he has. Well, we got we got people in like the Fraser Valley building secondary suites. You, you're telling me a multimillionaire like Russell Wilson can't add to his house? Of course he can. Guess. But then he's taken away like he he's got a little it looks like he's got a football field on the side. He's got to practice, always compete. Yeah. Still taking some Seattle to him to the uh Denver I mean, area. He doesn't have an outdoor pool, so that's a lot of area okay, to work so, with. Okay, so the thing we got worked up the most over this is was it. the pool. So, it's an indoor pool. It looks gorgeous, by the way. The house looks amazing. Better than McDavid's house? A little bit, yeah. A better view. Just a little bit. Oh, dare, yeah. I, dare I say. Yeah. Nice view of the, the Colorado greenery area. Rather than just, like, dried grass. Yellow. The Yeah, whatever. We don't even know what that is in McDavid's backyard. No. The indoor pool. Both Josh and Ben. We're adamant. We're like you're spending twenty five million on a home, and you don't have an outdoor pool. It's weird. No, it's it is not. Weird. It is weird. It is kind of weird. Okay, twenty five million, and I'm not even saying it's one or the other. Like you can have both for yeah. twenty five million. Yeah, okay. that's true. However, yes. like why isn't there both available? Okay, but hold on, guys. You're ignoring the fact that this is in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, that's the thing. Which is probably nice six months of the year. Not even. So I looked up the temperature by month average. Oh, you got this? Okay. Okay. Yes. Please share. So May through September. Summer months. It's over 20 degrees. Okay. It's nice. Celsius. Should say that. That's yeah. outdoor pool weather. That's outdoor pool weather. Okay. So May to September. May to September. So, which is usually like, when do you, are you, is it November and you're like, hey, time to jump in the pool. So like, five months yeah. of 20 degree weather. Got it. Yeah, over twenty. Degrees. Over degree. over twenty. Now, how about October? After that? Is... So, so why spend all this money for a time you aren't going to use it in, in, in November? But I want to. I want to know the rest of the temperatures as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, October is nineteen degrees, so that's still cooling that's still off. Workable. Okay. We're cooling off. Uh, November gets to thirteen. That's well, that's a quick. T- wow. <laughs> quick drop. I don't want to talk about December, January. Yeah. Okay. We're talking sub ten. We're talking sub ten. So you answered but, your question of why he doesn't have an outdoor pool, but. Even in December, even if you haven't, if, like, are you going to the wave pool in December? Even though it's indoors, you just don't have the, the urge to go in a pool. Man's got three kids, and he's stinking rich. Because no matter what, like, pools are cool, right? They are. Yeah. It's fun to have one. So the fact that he's going to be living there in November, in December, in January, February, well, they're not going to the Super Bowl, so... January is he'll he'll go to Mexico, he'll go to San Diego. Josh, I don't know about your housing situation, but I'm pretty sure you don't... I do not have a pool. I was going to say, I don't know... I, I'm pretty sure you don't live at the Newton Wave Pool. Yeah. Right? So... He, I grew up there, though. No, that's... And that's cool. But my point is, he lives in a house that the pool is attached to. They're going to be using it a lot. Here's my thing. And, and, and this is what I brought up, and this is kind of how it all started. I think indoor pools are a flex. I do not think so. Yeah, I, don't, I, think, I think it's the opposite. I think an outdoor pool is kind of a flex. And, like, I don't know about you guys, but when it's cold outside, don't you like going into, like, a, like a hot tub or, like, a warm pool? Wait, you don't think outdoor? he's got a hot tub in this indoor pool facility? Well, I want it to be outside. He can't cold. even watch the okay. sunset from his pool. One thing no, where... it's, it's got sunlight, a, a skylight. Yeah, it's probably hidden right behind the... the... One thing you're ignoring... The load-bearing beams. <laughs> yeah. One thing you're ignoring here, and, and Ben, to your point... If you have a house, you want an outdoor pool. Mm-hmm. 
you think this is his first house or second house? This is probably this is his workhouse. Like when you get a workhouse, when you get sent out <laughs> to to like you know work somewhere, yeah. and you get an Airbnb and hotel. That's what this house is to him. This is the commuter car of houses. So okay. I did some research as well. This is his minivan for homes. So okay? when it, when is he in Denver though? Like July to January, we'll say. Pretty much, yeah. So he's got houses in San Diego, which, at last check, 320 plus days of sunshine every year. You better believe that house has an outdoor pool. He's got another house. I did my research on this just a couple of minutes ago. He's got a house in Mexico that has an unbelievable outdoor pool. He doesn't need one in Denver. I mean, he's still there for three summer months. Have an outdoor pool? Like, just have both. At least half of his year is spent in this commuter house. And as far as the flex thing goes, like... He, I think it would look way better. You know how, like, rich people have those pools that have, like, the rock formations and, like, a slide in the rock and stuff like that? The grotto? That would be, yeah, that would be way cooler than an indoor pool with a, like, that is just a basic pool. It doesn't have anything going on. It's like a plastic slide you got to pull up to the side <laughs> of it. Yeah. Can we talk about his basketball court, too? For oh, hold on. We got, oh, yeah. we got a pool insider texting in right now. Jeffro, who is the pool guy. Nice. It's the end of summer, and I'm sick of pools. Nothing wrong with having a pool at a $20 million, with not having a pool at a $20 million house. Actually, this person is a genius. That's what I'm saying. I think for us who don't have an outdoor pool and are like, boy, I want to own a home. That would be kind of cool. I think we think outdoor pools are cool. I'm not a rich person, but I wonder if in the rich, rich community, indoor pool is a flex. If, if anyone's like a billionaire listening, text in. Are indoor pools a flex? It is a total flex. I'm I think there. indoor pools are a flex. I think the flex would be if your pool could like have a retractable wall. So yep. it could be indoor. But Ben, outdoor. you're talking about as a person who has one home. This guy has three. Yeah. This guy has three. At least three. The, and somebody's texting in. Maybe the indoor pool opens up to the outside with patios. So there's sort of stuff. there are semi-big doors, but it's not like a whole side of the, the pool house opens up. It's just bigger doors than normal. It's fine. I don't know. To me, I'm not a fan. That is, that's indoor pools are better than outdoor pools in Denver. In Denver, uh, indoor makes sense for an athlete for water works, uh, water workouts, and other type of training. In my opinion, yeah, man, this is a home. This isn't Cultus Lake. I also assume Denver. Hey, don't besmirch Cultus Lake. Uh, I, <laughs> I also that assume one hit. the the Broncos have some sort of pool if he needs it for training or whatever. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I wonder if it's indoor or outdoor. That can be indoor. If you need a training pool at your practice facility, that's indoor. Oh, yeah. That's people fine. got takes on this. Uh, Travis the Courier, the biggest flex is an indoor pool that swims through a transition to an outdoor pool. Jasper Park Lodge has one. That's a, that's a big flex. Yeah, that's I was sick. at, yeah, I was at Sparkling Hill last week. They got one of those as well. Those, oh, are okay. those are elite. But that's a resort, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're Russell Wilson, though, you can afford a resort-style place and in your home because got- you just got paid $300 million. He's got two of those in, <laughs> in other locations. Uh, Anthony Come White on. Rock. It is a flex, but outdoor pools are a nightmare to clean. Exactly. And in Vancouver, not worth it. Man's got 19 other activity rooms. Do you think he cares or he needs an outdoor pool? No. Uh, this one. Colorado River has no water. Be happy. It's one pool in Russell's house. Most indoor pools open to outside with massive sliding infinity doors. Signed, Drywall Dean in Vancouver. So we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. You know what this tells me? More than anything, this is Russell Wilson's like make do home. Hey, we're gonna stay in Denver. This will make do for now. This is the and then minivan. we go back to San Diego. This is the minivan of homes. Okay, exactly. That's all it is. This is school pickup drop off. 
goes to Denver, wins like eight, nine games, cashes checks, goes back home, eats dinner. This is the commuter car of Holmes. The Toyota Camry of Holmes. I was, I was going for for minivan, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Don't know any minivan brands. Uh, the Grand Caravan is there not you a go. thing anymore. Honda no, Odyssey. There we go. There's Honda Odyssey. This is Russell Wilson's Honda Odyssey. Of more Holmes. of an Astro Van guy when I was growing up, but we'll go with it. <laughs> GMC Astro Van. Six fifty. Six fifty. Uh, this one. Uh, there's a five thousand square foot house in Fort Langley that was just built. Had the pleasure to work on. I don't think it has a pool. I think it's fifty thousand actually. 50, oh, fifty thousand. Sorry. Sorry. So, what do you Woo! think about Whoa. that, Josh? I don't, you want to drive think, out there and crit- critique those guys honestly, too? Honestly, if you're if you're building a place that big, yes, you need a pool. I don't. I, maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm just a pool guy. But if I had enough money to spend on stuff like this, there would at least be one pool. Outside my house. Josh over here telling people how to spend their money. Come on. What are you going to tell me? What Financial I should, what I should eat? Josh. What I should eat for lunch? What should I, I order I can here? offer suggestions. Don't want them. <laughs> Indoor pools. Flex or no flex. Uh, text in 650-650. And you've been texting in plenty uh, throughout the past couple of weeks here as we've been going for entries into the fo- uh, Fantasy Football League, the Listener's Fantasy Football League, the People Show League. We've done a lot of good stuff. Donations to Connects Place. Donations to animal shelters. Yep. Blood donation. Cleaning up the city. That's right. Part of it. Helping out your league mates on a cool night out. We're, we're pro everything. And we have one donation left. People have worked their way in, and I just got confirmation for it as well. Right, right now. now. Right now. Breaking news. So we're, 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 we're working on something. Don't hit it. Don't hit it, all right? Yeah. Not no, that sort don't of thing. Don't do it. Uh, we kind of teased this the other day, but it's official now. Uh, we're going to have one. It's not one individual person. There's a team of people that have put this together. Okay. But we're essentially calling them Team Parkside. We got some friends over at the Parkside Brewery in Port Moody who are uh, entering the Fantasy Football League. And uh, you'll you'll be seeing our name there okay. at the Parkside Brewery. So what are we talking about? What, what, what have the negotiations? Because... Vic, you've been controlling that. Like, the Canucks have a bunch of AGMs. They have different responsibilities. <laughs> On this negotiation, you're playing Castone Gay. You, ha- you control this yes. negotiation. Uh, we, we, we've come to an agreement that uh, you'll be seeing the people show name uh, at Parkside Brewery. We're, we're still working on the finer details of, of which, which brew it is and all that sort of stuff. And I think we'll be rolling out uh, a little bit more. But uh, big shout out to uh, Team Parkside Brewery. We'll be entering the Fantasy Football League. All right. So we have potentially a beer on the island. Mm-hmm. And now we have one potentially in Port Moody as well at Parkside Brewery. My hot. All right. All right. Stone's throw, as they would say back in the day. Very good. Very Stone's good. throw away from uh, the uh, Nazar Mansion, which is not a mansion. I, I don't have an indoor pool. Sorry. Do you have, a Do tub? You have an outdoor pool? <laughs> no. Do you even have a tub? No. no. no? Barely got that. Just right. a shower, guys. Congratulations to Parkside Brewery and the, their team. The final entry. Final entry, folks. Well, uh, you, you'll see it on our socials soon enough. Uh, you, you'll, we'll, we'll do the full rollout of it. But uh, we, we got confirmation last night and confirmation this morning that uh, you, you'll be seeing the people show at Parkside Brewery. And this is where the real fun begins because as somebody who played this pretty pretty seriously last year, team's was horrible, but 
I love making bets. I lost a couple last year. Mm-hmm. One, for instance, I had to uh, give up some Canuck tickets. I ended oh, wow. up donating to Nelson, uncle of one Chase Claypool, yep. lost, ended up giving him two tickets. So, hey, if you're interested in making bets, it doesn't have to be that. It could be friendly bets as well. I'm always game. So this is where the real drama begins. If you made it into the league, congratulations. If you didn't, maybe next year. Maybe next year. So the Fantasy Football League is full. Uh, big shout out to everyone uh, for chiming in for this one. Trying to effort and uh, compete to get in. And all the winners for Turf Trivia as well here on the People Show. We'll get we'll send out details to the people uh, that it matters to very soon here. Vic Nazar and Randy Janda. We have developments on the uh, Fort Langley Mansion, 50,000 square feet. Yep. Jeffro, the pool guy. I serviced a 50,000 square foot house in Langley. The grotto is in the basement if it's the same place. Look at that. A Elite basement, play. Basement pool? Indoor pool. See, I'm telling you. It's, it's like it's a, a flex, man. It's a different world for really, really rich people. Basement pool makes no sense to me, but I bet within the inner circles. Like, of, dang, of, that guy has a basement pool. Because now it's like... You can make pools in a basement? What? I want something like yeah, that. Outdoor pools are basic. I'm going to say it. Yeah. They're basic. I disagree. Above, no, I disagree. Gra- above ground outdoor pools or basic. in ground? Like, well, we, we've seen those. Ground. We're in talking ground. different tax We've bracket. seen those. We've seen outdoor pools. Sometimes you've just got to stick with like, the classics. I'm now interested. Grotto in the basement? I'm there. That's. I, I want more details. House in Langley. I'm showing up this weekend for Liberty. <laughs> All right. I'm going to knock on your door, your gated community or whatever you live in. I'm bringing my swimming trunks. Uh, heated pools. Heated pools is the way to go. I think uh, I'm just inviting myself to pool parties this weekend. Uh, this one. I make a lot less money than Russell Wilson, and I have a heated pool. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I can see it right now. That first game against Seattle, there's going to be people with signs saying, I'm not even that rich, and I have a pool. <laughs> Mike and Abby. Guys, he could put in a BC Place retractable roof, which was Josh's point pretty show. That's what I'm saying. You can have a roof that, maybe not a roof, but a wall that slides open or roof that slides open. And it doesn't have to be BC Place quality, it, but you can have it open to the outside. At least. Okay. Maybe it's like Wimbledon where it like closes in five minutes or something like that. Okay, yeah. one thing we haven't considered. We have shots of his house, like aerial shots. Maybe... Maybe he doesn't want people, like on drones, taking pictures of his outdoor pool parties. Indoor security, right? Indoor provides security. For rich people, that matters. I do want to get back to what Ben was talking about, though. The basketball court's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It's horrible. It's literally a racquetball court. And I know you're thinking, it's like, oh, Bick, is it... There's markings on the floor that indicate it's a racquetball court. They just put the paint and the... the circle at the top of the free throw line. That's it. There's no... There's not even space for a three-point line. He can't take a three-pointer in this basketball court. Unless you're, like, dead straight on. Yeah, he cannot take a corner yeah. three. Then, okay. I don't think he can take a wing three. No. There's no way. And, yeah. The corner three, the most efficient shot in basketball right now. The corner three, he can't do it. This is his workhouse, guys. <laughs> How many times do you have to say this, man? It's big enough for the kids, fair. Yeah, the kids will play there. But then how come there's not, like, a it's kid's be on the road? There? Where's the Larry Bird Fisher-Price hoop? It's coming. Okay, did you have one of he those? Just, by the way, I did. Oh, I, yeah. I actually had the one on the uh, the wall as well as I got older, where you're just I, kind of. Oh yeah, I, I had the one you hang in the door. Yeah, way too many competitive games in the hallway. How many times you break it? How many times did I break the railing near the hoop? Mm. That's the question. Yeah, yeah, I broke that a lot. I'm trying to do Vince Carter style dunks. I think Russ's kids will be will yeah. be fine. Got to have one of those though. Yeah. 
Larry Price or uh, Fisher Price hoop. It's stellar. We got um we got a lot of house. Oh, the tanks are just flooding in. Uh, we got Matt in Maple Ridge saying, "I'm an investment broker for multimillionaires, and Inside Pool is a flex compared to outdoor." There you go, Insider. Sit. Wealth Insider, James. Randy, please stop saying Wilson has two other houses with pools. He's not jetting off from Denver to go for an outdoor swim in San Diego. Thank you, James. He probably could, though. <laughs> he probably could, but is Tuesday's he? his off day. He but the whole point is, there. he doesn't need it in Denver that time of the year. Well, he does, because... Okay. No, also, he doesn't! Here's the thing. Is he using the pool during the season? When he's supposed to be going over game tape, he's probably really invested. He's probably on the road But it's for the kids, too. man. It's for Sierra and the kids. But they want it in the summer. like. But he's barely there Sorry, in the summer. They, Sorry, did you, did they you, can go to San Diego, Did you talk to Sierra and ask her what she wants? <laughs> what do you mean she, they want it in the summer? Listen what, listen. what kind of conversations are you having here? Matt in the Ridge. I'm an investment broker for multimillionaires. And inside pool is a flex compared exactly. to outdoor. There we, we go. We did just read that I one. just read oh, that sorry. one. There you go. I Confirmation. do deserve it. Confirmation. I deserve the two-time read. That's how important yeah. I think the easy solution here is he should have both. So when it is the summer months, Josh is right. The kids can use the outdoor pool. And then when it turns cold. That's extra cost. Sorry, do you know what Russell Wilson needs, Randy? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need both. He doesn't need it because he doesn't have it. Oh, man. Uh, All right. A lot more on the way. Vic Nazar, Rand Team Janda. We'll pitch us by Danny Kelly as well. How does Russell Wilson's home affect his fantasy stock? Maybe you're doing your draft this weekend. Speaking of wrong answers, only are right answers. Can you be a cold weather quarterback if you don't have a pool outside? <laughs> Can you truly be a cold weather quarterback if you don't have a pool outside? He cannot brave the elements. <laughs> we'll throw that by Danny Kelly. Uh, the first of many uh, conversations with Danny throughout the fantasy season. You'll hear him on Wednesdays here on the People Show. But if you got a draft this weekend, uh, over your long weekend, or in the final days to the uh, NFL season next Thursday, we got you covered next. With Danny Kelly from the Ringer and the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast. A lot more on the way. Vernon Adams, new BC Lions quarterback, joins us at 2 o'clock here on the People Show, home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.